Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. What is going on, everybody? It is Sean here from the Heroes for Hire podcast. A bit of a different episode this Monday. The regular Movie Mondays won't be happening. Connor is still traveling. So we did want to put something out. So this is a review of uh, Batman Beyond Return, the Joker, that previously went up on the Patreon um, a few months back. So we thought we'd release it to everyone. Everyone can enjoy it and still have something to listen to. Uh, for Monday we'll be back to normal by Wednesday and Friday and then going forward hopefully we get that schedule back up and running but yeah thanks very much and enjoy what is going on everybody my name is Cutter Lawler welcome back to another Lazarus Pit here on the Heroes for Hire podcast Patreon oh. I am joined as always by my partner in crime Mr. Pelpman himself Sean, me. are we bringing pelp back? Because we've stopped <laughs> saying pelp, and I like it wasn't a con. Like we didn't have a discussion about not saying pelp. Yeah, but we just, just ca- died out. Just kind of stopped, and I was afraid to ever say it again because you you were against pelp from the get go. If I remember, and that meant I was afraid to say it because I didn't want to bring it back up. That's but true. today I said I throw you a bone. Oh man, I'm I'm so happy. I mean, yeah. the episode can end here as far as I'm concerned because we got pelp <laughs> back. O- why I why I've said Pelp, Sean, is because I'm excited. Oh. People people have seen the headline. They know what movie we're reviewing this month. And to be honest, perfect timing. We've done quite a lot of Batman movies in the last three months. The list the the hat has declared it. It's my big plan is I'm gonna like slowly weed out all the Batman movies, and then it's just a Marvel boy for the rest of the episodes. So so we named this movie and we were like, Oh, we just did Batman Returns like two months ago. Can we do another Batman movie? We also did then we were like, Mask of the Phantasm not too long before that. But then we were like, well, the Batman is coming out. So, I mean, technically it's it's on brand. It's, yeah, Batman it's, Beyond? It's linked in. It's, it's, it's Slightly? Yeah. Look, after Wild Mountain Time, I'm just happy to have a movie that Anything. I enjoyed watching. Yeah. I'll come out and say it. I enjoyed watching. 
Uh, That's a bold call. Bold call, Sean, therefore, that you enjoyed this movie. What I will say is, anyone who knows me and knows this show knows I absolutely adore Batman Beyond. Um, I've seen this movie at least 10 times, so I am a big fan. This movie includes the greatest piece of Joker media ever put on any screen ever. Oh, that is a very big claim. I'm putting it above interrogation scene in The Dark Knight. (laughs) You're putting it above when you introduce me, can you call me Joker? From Joker. (laughs) Yes. Yes, I'm putting this at my previous high. Well, obviously this came uh, before that. But obviously I would say, if I was to pick one, introduction to the gangster's Dark Knight pencil trick would be... Possibly the most jokery scene we've ever seen. Interesting. What about Have You Ever Danced with the Devil in the Pale Moonlight? That's pretty good. What about Prince? Also, What about Prince? Um, (laughs) What I would say is this movie includes... Remember, this is a children's movie. Well, meant to be, but it's actually PG-13. This has one of the most fucked up storylines and possibly the most fucked up thing joker has ever done now you might say jason todd you might say barbara gordon you might say all that stuff and I, i'd give you barbara gordon jason todd died right yeah so in my brain if he kills you it's not as effective in terms of fucking you up because <laughs> you're gone it takes out a certain level of malice if he just straight up kills you but if he does something terrible to you and lets you live mm. it's it's even more twisted somehow Um, I I could talk about this movie and that scene in particular we all know what scene I'm talking about if you've seen this movie and if you haven't please God go watch this movie if you like Batman Um, yeah I hadn't seen this movie in about 10 years and watching it again I'm just like this still this is a fantastic representation of all of these characters you had seen Batman so you'd seen this movie when you were like 15 16 something like that um, so then, but you're not really that big a fan of Batman Beyond. I, I like Batman. I think you're it's more just, of a Spider-Man guy. Yeah, I'm more of a. I'm. I, I'm. I find the DC universe to me is just like some of it is just far too dark, like properly dark. But, well, and, and a lot of people might not know Batman Beyond is literally Peter Parker. If we're if we're honest with ourselves, it's like yeah. it's Peter Parker mixed in with a lot of a few different characters. But I mean, he's a teenager. He's got a girlfriend. He's trying to keep up with. He's trying. To, he has a he has a technically a job, but he's like trying to live a school life. He's got a secret and double life going on. He can't balance yeah. it all, um, and he's got gadgets and tech. Oh yeah, he he's got gadgets and tech. And but the story of Batman Beyond is fascinating before if anyone doesn't know, is of course this is based off Batman the animated series. Mm-hmm. Um and it was going into the year two thousand, like nineteen ninety nine, and Warner Brothers were like, We want you to do a young Batman movie. Uh, or but new a new Batman series. And he's, they were talking to Paul Dini and Bruce Tim and Alan Burnett and basically the whole crew that had designed Batman the Animated series. Yeah. And they were like, well, we don't really want to do Batman again. Like, we've done, like, the, basically the perfect Batman in the animated series that we won awards for. Why would we then just go, he's a teenager now, let's do it again. Um, yeah, it's they, they had already done a story with Bruce Wayne and they yeah, didn't want to rehash that. 
so on the day they were just kind of throwing around ideas and they were like okay Batman of the future but how do we link it in Bruce Wayne is old now and so that is the anchor we have back to the original so we still got Kevin Conroy he's in there he's doing old Bruce Wayne but we just get a young Batman who is fully Batman and it's not just like Batman's sidekick like he says in this he was never a Robin is what he says yeah he is just straight up Batman I also like what this movie does with like what it means to be Batman Um, yes because there's a lot of questioning specifically from the Joker saying that like Terry's not the real Batman but and yeah, I, th- I think the, the the greatest compliment I can give is Mask of the Phantasm, I would say, is the best animated movie. I think, Probably. In yeah. terms of DC. Um, I, I think Mask of the Phantasm is number one with a bullet if you're looking for Batman animated uh, content. But I think this is probably two, and that's beaten like Under the Red Hood and The Dark Knight Returns, which I think are both excellent. But I, I think this is really great as well. I think you're right, and I think a lot of the DC animated stuff specifically really nails the characterization of what the of who these characters are meant to be. Um, and this is this is a Terry, by the way, when he's like into the role. Like this is Terry three years in. So if you haven't seen Batman Beyond, which I'm assuming you probably haven't seen as much, what are you? T- what are your thoughts on Terry having seen this? He's like he's. He's like Bruce Wayne. He's like he's like Peter Parker, like like you said. But he's like Bruce Wayne. But with like he is not the creed. He is not the mission. Like he wants to help, but he's still Terry McGinnis at the back of it all. Bruce Wayne yeah, always I, has I, this thing of like he thinks of himself as Batman all the time. And- and the, I mean, the movie starts off with um, you have a classic fight scene. So it's like just a five minute fight scene of the Jokers, which is a group now in future ba- in future Gotham. So like mm-hmm. 2039, I think it's set. Um, and they're just like trying to steal a piece of technology. And we join them, join them mid heist. And then Batman turns up. So if this is your first introduction of Batman Beyond, you're kind of like, there's Batman I understand that's Batman but who is he and he's quipping and he's like doing one lighters he's beating the shit out of but he's also using all of his technology so it's like an introduction to like this is all the things he can do and this is what he's like yeah and it does sum him up he's like he's very very capable he's a little there's a touch of arrogance there um, that I don't think should ever go away Um, but there's a bit later on in the fight where one of the villains is straight up falling and is going to die and Batman makes sure to save them. And he's still hanging on. He It's uh, Dee Dee. Um, yes. Who is, yeah, they're, they're the, the twins. played. By, I think they're played by Melissa Joan Hart. Uh, from oh, Sabrina. Sabrina. Oh, shit, man. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure she plays the two of them. Um, but it, also Michael Rosenbaum is in this. They're, they're all in this. But they're um, amazing voice cast. Like, like Tara Strong is in it. It's so, so good. I mean, you got Mark... No, it's actually Arlene Sorkin who's doing Harley Quinn. So that's animated, Tara's- original Arlene Sorkin who's doing... Uh, Tara Strong might be doing someone else, though. I think she, She's definitely credited, but yeah, Arlene Sorkin is oh, okay. Harley Quinn in this. Yeah, so, um, I mean, you have Mark Hamill as well, Kevin Codra. You've got 
you've got proper like animated series legends coming back for this and then Will Friedle is playing Terry and he's really great in the role as well but yeah so there's a big fight scene and as I said one of the one of the twins falls and Terry like grapples her leg like by the way when she when I say falls I mean like they're in flying cars at yeah this think point. like the city from Attack of the Clones and like they're like that high flying <laughs> Yeah, and like she's dropping and he like grapples her leg and he's hanging on while he's getting punched in the face on the ship by one of the other jokers yeah he, and he keeps holding the line like until he <laughs> knows she's safe yeah and I think I'd see for me everyone knows how I feel about this so I just think from your point of view it's really interesting for you to come in and I want to hear what your thoughts of like do you do you understand not do you understand what the Jokers are? I mean, obviously you do, but like, do you like the idea that there's like a Joker gang? I think, see, I know some of this, because I watched like odd episodes here and there growing up, and I know some of it from talking to you as well, is that like, in the Batman Beyond series, like the Joker was gone. Like he just didn't, like he had died, and then the Jokers were this gang that rose up in his image kind of a thing. Um, yeah. But like, I think the way this movie does it they can kind of just be played off as they could be thugs for anyone like one dude is literally dressed as a scarecrow like (laughs) so they could just be a random gang of guys and i think that's kind of the idea that they're not very good like they they think they're based off him but they're not like they don't get it whatsoever just think like oh makeup and I'll, then I'll be in the Joker gang. That'll be part of the crew. Yeah, um, but the Joker even... And, like, spoilers, the Joker's in this. Um, but he says later on, Joker. his whole thing is just like, oh, back in my day, this isn't how we do it. And and I think in the series itself, they were very careful not to just bring everybody back. Yeah. Like, the rogues gallery in this is basically Spider-Man's rogues gallery, by the way. I mean, like, you've got Ink, who's basically Venom. Um, yeah, you have you have the splicers who are all the animals. I mean, you could there is cheetah. <laughs> but yeah, that's like that's what uh, Jackal's all about. Like he he makes weird hybrid human kind of things. It, it's literally right. It's Batman, but with Spider Man's Rogues Gallery, but from the future. So they just like redid it all. So they mixed the two of them together. It's really interesting. Um, when did I wonder when Spider? Not and this is not me saying anything, but I wonder when Spider Man twenty ninety nine came out. I think it was around the same time because I think it was year two thousand. They were like everything has to be in the future, but I I think twenty ninety nine is. A bit after this, maybe oh one. I'll, maybe. I'll do a quick googs, but and I'm not suggest like it is not a new thing to suggest. Oh, what oh, no, if all I, these characters were in the I, future? I would one hundred percent assume that every cartoon network went out a, a mandate: make your superhero in the future. So the original run of Spider Man twenty ninety nine was published first of November nineteen ninety two. Oh, so the the comic issues came first. Yeah. Okay. Which is right. interesting. And I, I suppose at that time, you know, New Millennium coming up and all that, it was the thing of like, what would happen to Gotham like 50 years from now? What What's it going to be like? 
but they couldn't use all the same villains because like there's technically like none of them would be still be alive they would all be Bruce's age so it'd be pointless yeah the one the you told one that, me was Mr. Freeze comes back for a and bit. he's a head yeah he's a Futurama style <laughs> head in a jar <laughs> um, I think Bane survives but he's literally like an old man like he's in a chair and he can't even lift his head because he's like overdosed on the venom yeah or the serum like by all accounts um, Bruce Wayne should be dead at that point <laughs> Yeah, and so they're all in their 80s or 70s. And so, yeah, the Jokers are like a, just a fun gang. It's also something to like, oh, I understand. They're just based off Jokers and that's Batman. Okay, I'm, yeah, I'm with here, you. Here is um, the conflict. And so there's a big fight scene. They get away with a piece of technology and nobody knows why they're trying to steal this technology, but they get away. And Terry comes back to the cave and of course, like you have Kevin Cudray playing Batman, so let's just straight out—he's excellent. Oh yeah, is. big surprise! Um, the man who is famous for being Batman does an excellent Batman in this film. But my favorite part of this whole thing is that you could tell he respects Terry. It's not—it's not a sidekick. Like Terry's like they're stealing this because of this, and I don't know why. And he's like, I don't know why either. And they're like working together. It's like a father-son, but like they're on the same level. Yeah, yeah. there's never any question of what of Bruce's word being law or anything like that. They, they are having a discussion about the best way to proceed. Which is very unlike Batman. <laughs> yeah. It, all it took was him becoming 80 and realizing, oh, I'm not able for this anymore. And Terry comes back, and then of course he has a bit of like, "I'm going out, like I'm, I'm not staying in. Like I, they'll, they'll turn up again. Like we didn't get them this time. We'll I, turn up again. That is, I'm going partying. I love that because that's such a non-Bruce Wayne thing to do. Like, yeah, and it, and it's even highlighted because I think Batman says like, "Oh, who has time for sleep these days?" As in, like, I'm going to stay up all night researching and what this gang this. is about. I'm going to solve this mystery. Terry's like, I'm going to go out clubbing. Who has time for sleep these days? <laughs> like, I tried to stop them. They got away. They'll probably turn up tomorrow. I'm going home. I'm going out to a party. I'll turn up again. We'll yeah. see what happens. I'm going to go see my long-suffering girlfriend who has, like, the patience Who is basically MJ. Basically. <laughs> so he turns up, and then the next, it's a very funny cutscene, because like, he's like, who's got time to sleep anymore? I'm going out partying. The very next scene, is him asleep in the nightclub yeah. like, in one of the boots he is like, he, and then he falls asleep like on the dance floor as well <laughs> like he's just out of it um, so he's trying to play it cool but at this point you're like oh Terry's a geek like he wants to live these double he just can't he's just like you're just Batman but he's not fully ba- he's not fully involved he wants to be like himself as well at this point yeah it is um, the, it's, the, it's the classic like Peter Parker it's the classic most superhero thing but but what we have is then we go back to the Joker lab or not lab den hideout and what's going on is you have Bonk and Bonk is there yeah, and poor Bonk's not Bonk. happy. Bonk, uh, he's no, voiced by Michael Rosenbaum. Actually, would you believe? I think fair play. Um, and Bonk's like, hey, old man, there's a guy in a chair and he's in shadows and it sounds like Mark Hamill, but you're like. That's the Joker. Okay, that's weird, right? Yeah. And they're like, this old man's just after turning up. And why do you want all this technology? We didn't. And the Joker's like, yeah, he's like, we're not stealing ha- money. We're just stealing weird technology here. What's going and he on? He doesn't understand. Like, do you tell us what's going on here, old man? Or I'm going to kick you out of this group. Yeah. And then Mark Hamill's voice comes in, and immediately, like, it's just like he's dangerous, even though he's clearly like seventy or sixty. He's like, oh shit. So, 
oh yeah. no, Bog, stop talking. <laughs> yeah, you know, because in that group of like thugs, there's no leader. There's no one who, like, uh, the, like, and this is such a nice opposite of what Batman and Terry just had. It's like, because this is, no, we just do what the Joker tells us to do, man. Like, that's the only way we're going to survive this. And there's this, like, new guy who showed up and he says he's the Joker, but do we believe he's the Joker? Like, Joker happened, like, 50 years ago. Is this guy even Joker? Yeah, you're a legend, point? you're a myth. Like, yeah. Um, um, and so then you have the, um, Mark Hamill's voice kicks in and he's just, like, so creepy, so dangerous. And you're like, oh, it's going to kick off. And he fires, like, the gun and it has, like, a fake bang on it that, like, yeah. comes out with a pole. And you're like, and it, he's like, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna attack you or whatever. And then, and it, then he pulls out the gun and Bugs like, am I joking, man? And Joker then fires and it comes out, like, the bang. And he's like, so was I. And then he fires it again and he kills him, like, t- shoots straight through his heart. It's so, like, that would never happen in, like, a Batman cartoon now. Just someone straight up being shot with a bang flag by the Joker. Straight through his heart. And you see, like, Bug just on, oh, he the, dies. on the fucking table. Like, there's, like, straight up dead. There's solid, like, death in this movie. And then Joker just goes, oh, no, I wasn't joking. <laughs> like, really casually. And then just moves on and starts planning the rest of their heists. <laughs> and all of his friends are just, like, in the room still, and their dead body, the dead body of their best friend is there. And they're like, we're going to... We're going to help you solve, like, commit more crimes. Yeah, 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 no, we yeah, will. We'll yeah, do that. definitely. We'll do that. Do you, uh, yeah, how yeah, do you yeah. feel about this Joker design as well, with like the kind of tight cropped hair and all that? I kind well, I like it because of what happens later on. Yeah. Why? Like, he would be in a suit if it was fully him. If that makes sense. No, I believe. I mean, this yeah, is spoilers, yeah. but um, I I think it's it's an interesting look because they had to differentiate from the original. Yeah, so, if he had shown up with like the pointy, like quaffed hair, it, it you would know it would definitely be the same person in that case. And he has to look older, like he has to look older, so Bruce believes it. Otherwise, he's just really confused. Like if he just turns up as thirty year old Joker, he's like, "What? This is extra confusing." Um, yeah. And so then uh, they decide that they're going to rob the Wayne Foundation, and they go to the. And we have the next scene is a party at Wayne Manor because Bruce is coming out of retirement to go and take back over Wayne Enterprises. Yeah. Um, and they're hold they're holding like a dinner or a party or whatever to to bring him in, and it kicks off, and then suddenly Joker's voice comes over the intercom, and you can see Bruce like, "What the fuck is happening?" You can see actual terror in his eyes because he's like this he never reacts he never reacts but like this is something that flat out does not make sense to him because every bit of evidence that he has says no this 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 man is dead and you see terry like immediately he kicks into gear i love that full suit yeah like he's in full suit but he like goes to immediately protect bruce and he's like like yeah because terry is there like as bruce wayne's like assistant um, and he's just in his tuxedo and he goes straight into fight stance as soon as the goons yeah. show up. Like, without the Batman suit on him or anything like that, he's just ready Which, to go. I think a lot of people, a lot of the complaints that are thrown at this is, like, that bat suit is a cheat code. Like, he can do whatever he wants. Like, he can turn invisible and it's got, like, rockets in the boots and it's, it's got an wings. Iron Man suit. Like, 
it's it's basically an Iron Man suit but like it's in these scenes that Terry really comes across it, there's a one scene in the nightclub later on yeah. that's fucking excellent that it's just Terry and he's just by himself and he's just like I'm still going to try and do good here I yeah it's I not the suit lie. the suit isn't what makes him Batman it's the way he oh oh! It's the way he acts. It's who he is that makes him Batman. And so Joker's big reveal happens, and he shows up in front of Bruce, and he's like, "Did you miss me? Ah oh, man, I've what's going on? You've been up to stuff without me. I'm just you're just looking a little older." And then Terry lands in full bat suit because um, Bruce goes, "Go dress," and he's just like. Ears are a little log, no okay, yeah. but it's it's not too bad. It's not too shabby. That's so it's terrifying, and he knows that Bruce is Batman as well. Yes, like he calls him Bruce to his face. Yeah, I, I, and he's just like you used to have that moment where like the new Batman lands in front of this old man Joker, and Joker just does not give a shit. No, and he's just like, and he's looking at Bruce. He's like, "Is this the kid that you got?" Because, like, you can't beat me anymore by yourself. You're too old, old man. What's going on? You're not able for it anymore. But also, like, there's a bit when Bruce is, like, on stage and he is just batting off some of the goons. The the splicer dog. Yes. um, Attacks him and he just beats the shit out of him with the stick. Yeah, and it's like, oh, he's he's still got some moves. Like (laughs) He's still Batman, even though he's 70. Yeah, like, he can't stand up to, you know... A man half his age who's trained as a fighter, but mm. some random goon who assaults him and he has a stick in his hand. Oh, that man is being murdered. So Joker's crew, they steal the technology they wanted and then they just basically cause havoc at the party and then they leave. Um, you'll notice that we're flying through this because this movie is 130 minutes long. Yeah. It's, sorry, it's an hour and 30 minutes long, not 130. 73 an hour and 30. minutes long. 73 minutes long it fucking flies there is that one scene in here that doesn't need to be here there is no wasted moment and that's that might be one of the like uh, benefits of it being animated is that all like people had to draw this so they are being as efficient as possible with their time but at the same time it really insults modern movies when they're doing two and a half hours to to tell a, a really bad story like this is one of the best Batman stories just in terms of, like, probably the overall plot at the end. Yeah. Not, it's a bit generic. But in terms of what it accomplishes in one hour and 13 minutes, it fucking gets through everything. Like, it gets your emotional beats. It gets the scary beats. It gets the horror. It does. And there's, like, there is backstory in this. There is, there's wild concepts that you have to get on board with. But all of it makes sense within the runtime of the movie, which is a credit yeah. to it. It's so impressive. Um, and so, yeah, the, the very next scene is literally Bruce and Terry in the car. And Terry's just all chat. Yeah. He's just like, what's that weirdo? Is that the old jo- clown guy? Yeah, he's like, what is... Okay, but he's trying to... He's just like spitballing. He's like, okay, maybe it was... Was he frozen? Was he in suspended mm-hmm. animation? Is it a clone? Is it a robot? And Bruce is like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> because cause Terry is us. Like, I mean, but he doesn't understand... Terry doesn't understand how dangerous Joker is. Yeah, he's, he's never like, been properly taught about him. And and it's not because he's dumb. It's because he, it says later on, he's like, Bruce, you told me about every other one of your villains, but you never mentioned him. So I just assumed he wasn't that big a deal. But yeah. I'm, now I'm taking he's the worst, isn't he? Um, he's like, yeah, he's, and, he's a madman. <laughs> yeah, like, and Bruce just is like, shut up, just drive, but just te- go home. 
really nice moment as well. Terry is like, I made the wrong decision, didn't I? Saving those people. Yes. I should have chased after the clown. And Batman is like, like for as angry as Bat and confused as Batman is, or sorry, as Bruce Wayne is, um, he's like, no, that was the right thing to do. Yeah. And, and you see that moment where Terry's like, Terry thinks he's mad at him yeah. because he didn't because he, he didn't go after them. But Terry's like, oh, sorry, I, I saved the people. I should have went after them. And Bruce's like, no, you did the right thing. It's it's not about you. It's This is this is my thing and I'm really scared right now. This is fucked. Why is it only when he's back. an old man, Bruce becomes a decent human being? <laughs> <laughs> Although Bruce in this is also quite rude or grumpy. It's just because now, like him and Terry are, this is three seasons in, like him and Terry are like a well-oiled machine at this mm. point. Um, and so yeah then you have uh, Tim Drake it goes to Tim Drake in this movie Tim Drake's also here one of my faves and he looks shocked because it has the news report of the Joker appearing Um, and so then we have uh, Barbara and Terry as the next scene so you're cutting between basically like there's so much history in this and yeah. so Barbara Gordon, you've Tim Drake you've got Batman you've got Joker they're all here and like so much of it is unsaid as well like because like Barbara Gordon and the Joker have a history, um, mm. and that, that's just like it's never addressed. But it's like if you know that that exists before watching this, you know why she is so rattled about the Joker and being she, back. And like Terry walks in all like just chill, and he's just like morning, Kamish, and she's like hello, Terry, because she knows he's Batman. Yeah, um, and he's just like, what can you tell me about clowns? And she's like, in this town, they're never that funny. Um, and she's like, stay out of it. Yeah. Just, you do not want to get involved in this. Terry's all banter. And she's just like, no, you you don't understand how dangerous yeah. this is. Yeah, like she... And there's actually great episodes of the series where she doesn't trust Terry either, like at the start. Yeah. And she's like, Bruce, you're just you're just after bringing another kid in and all this. But like over the seasons, she's like, no, he's a good guy. And so you even see it here where like you cl- they clearly have a good rapport, but it, and she's like Terry, I know you want to do good, but stay out with us. Yeah, this is leave this, this one is not alone. for you. Yeah, this is not for any of us. This this is too far gone. Because as well as um, that is like like whatever about you know after twenty years, Batman facing off against a Joker who's been active for twenty years, but like a Joker who in this world potentially has been active for fifty years. Mm. facing off against a Batman who is really just finding his feet. Like, it's not a fair fight at all. (laughs) And at this point, we still don't know what Joker did, but everybody's like, stay over. Yeah. Like, this is this is not good. And even like us who watch the animated series, nobody knows. This is actually the end of the animated series. This is like the final episode, technically. Really? What happened there? Well, yeah, because, I mean, this is what happened. None of us ever knew what happened. I suppose, um, yeah. And if, so this is like the, the end of that. And then there's the epilogue episode of Justice League. That's the end of this. So it's kind of like the wrap up of it all. Um, yeah, it's like where these characters eventually ended up. So like you're watching Batman season four, like the new Batman adventures with Tim Drake. And you're like, that it's not, it's not good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you, you suffer so much. And Bruce, by the way, has a great scene the next bit where he's doing voice identity. Yeah. um, And he's like, and he, he does a a voice like of one of Joker's old TV announcements. And then he does the same voice from dinner. Yeah. And it's like matches exactly. It's an identical like, match. 
and he and then you see the moment where he sits back in his chair and he's just like proper detective like it doesn't make any fucking sense like yeah. what's going on here this is impossible yeah and Terry comes in and he's just like why is this so impossible I don't understand like maybe he's just an old man he's, he's after coming back like what's the issue and Bruce is like he definitely didn't come back because I was there when he died yeah and Terry's like you fucking killed him because he was going to do something so bad you killed him. And Bruce is like, I was there. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. And Bruce asks for the bat suit back because Bruce is now like, yeah. you are, I am not getting you involved in this again. And at, at, at a, when your first time you watch this, you're kind of like classic Bruce again. Just be the, like, yeah. be the dickhead like, oh yeah, you're, I'm, you're out of team. I'm going to do this all by myself because he's so fucking... He just he can't accept any help. But once you actually see it, it does make way more, way more sense. Yeah, because it's like... This. It's trauma. Like, he is afraid that what happened before will happen again to Terry and he doesn't want that. And he really likes Terry, uh, as as we've seen. As, yeah. So, like, he's the one person and, he ever likes. <laughs> but Terry um, has a really great scene of, like... He's like, I'm not giving up this suit. Like this suit is, I this suit makes me like yeah. I I need to, I want to make feel like a I want to feel like a decent person when I have this suit on. And Bruce is like, it's the classic line of like, if you need the suit to feel like someone did, you don't deserve the suit kind of shit. But yeah, yeah. what 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 Terry's saying is basically like, I was just a really rough kid. This gave me an out. I want to do good for people. I want to help people. And you're taking that away from me, even though I want to help people. Yeah, because Bruce's rationale is just like, you've done, you've avenged, like you, you've you caught the people responsible for your own trauma. You, you've given so much to the city already. You don't have to do any more. Like he's deciding that for Terry. And Terry's like, I don't want to do it just for that. Like I want to help everybody. Yeah, like, if I, I want to be a good person. Yeah, um, and so Terry is told basically to give up the suit again, and he's like, he's just like, you're a stupid kid, you don't even know what you want. And so Terry just throws up the suit, and he's like, right, fight, I quit. Yeah, go um, fuck yourself. <laughs> go fuck yourself, because Bruce is being stubborn. And so he goes back, the next scene is him in the nightclub, mm-hmm. and Terry's, he just like, he looks at Dana, and he's like, I'm going to have way more time now, because... I got I got free time. I can do whatever I want because, like, you've seen him having breakfast at his house, and his little brother's like, "Who is? Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> You're a stranger." You're a stranger. I, I I love being an only child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he's like, "I got fired by Bruce Wayne. I'm gonna have a lot more time. I won't have a lot of money coming in, but I'll have a lot more time." And so his mom's like, "Oh, okay, that's great." And then obviously, Dad is like, "Oh, that's yeah, that's fantastic. I just want more time to hang out." Yeah. Um. So they go to the nightclub and they're having a dance. And this is when Bru- when Terry gets attacked by the Jokers in regular clothes. Yeah, you got the DDs are there. You got Scarecrow Boy. Uh, you got the Wolfman. They all they all attack Terry. They don't attack yes. Batman. They attack Terry McGinnis. Well, actually, first of all, they attack Dana. And what happens is they take her away and they like start basically trying to kidnap her and while they're doing it they're beating the shit out of Terry in the middle of the nightclub. Like and yeah. the music is fucking excellent in this. The the so decor good. is excellent. Like it just looks fucking great. It looks weird, but like 
it looks weird Battle Beyond style, which if you've seen the opening credits of Battle Beyond, this is this is what it's all about. It, it, it's a weird stylized future nightclub. And what I love is like Dana's being taken away and then Terry is being set upon by everyone else. And as soon as he realizes that Dana is in trouble, he just starts running through lads. Yeah, like, he's, just, he's just throwing uppercuts, just throwing elbows. He's like, I don't give a fuck. You, you can beat the shit out of me, but I'm coming for her. Yeah. Um, and, like, it's a great fight scene because they just keep coming at him and, like, they're just swarming him. And then he fights four of them off and then he sprints after Dana again. And then they all pile on him again. And it's over and over until they, like, they fuck Dana off the, the podium. And he, like, leaps and he, say, he catches her, rolls, takes the fall. And then, yeah. like, she she is, like, knocked out, and he, like, lays her down, and then he gets up, and he's just mad at this stage. And he's like, did you just literally, like, you just attacked me? What What's going on here? Like, how do you know that I'm Batman? He's so confused. Yeah. Meanwhile, Bruce Wayne is working on the Joker antitoxin. Um, classic yes. Batman move to develop that right when I you mean, need it. Right, right when you need it, um, and he gets attacked because do you hear the laugh in the fucking bat caves? Yeah, which is it's like even Bruce wouldn't expect that at that point. I feel, and then and then Ace gets attacked, Sean. Ace gets killed. Dude, Ace <laughs> gets Ace gets an arc. Ace gets a, like a revenge story across. This oh, he movie. gets a plot. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, there's the moment where Ace's head pops. Ace the Bathound, by the way, we're talking about. Ace the Bathound, of course. Um, the dog. So Ace is there with Bruce, and his head pops up because he's like, there's somebody here. And he runs up the stairs, and then you hear him yelp. And, I mean, any movie rule is if you attack the dog, you're a bastard. So <laughs> then Joker has attacked Ace uh, off screen, and then he comes down the stairs like, hello, old man. And he just starts attacking Bruce. And you're just like, you are the worst person that's ever lived. Yeah, Um, you are irredeemable, even as the Joker. And so Terry uh, gets out of nightclub. He eventually gets away. And he's on his he's on his moor, but he gets Dana into the, into an ambulance and gets her taken away. He's like, I'm gonna look, yeah. I'm gonna check back up with her in an in an hour. I just gotta go check on Bruce because he's like he realizes what's going on now, and he rings Bruce, and Bruce doesn't pick up. And it, there's a moment where he's just like, it's nighttime. Where does he go? Yeah. Obviously, he should be at home. Um, so he just he, like, watches speeds. the news footage for all all <laughs> through the night. So he like goes to the Wayne Manor and he realizes jo- Bruce is there. It's a really horrifying scene. Bruce has like the Joker smile on him. Yeah, because like, and that's one of my favorite things that uh, the Joker has is his lethal laughing gas. So all of his oh, it's such a great, it's a great thing for the animated show. Yeah, because like you are technically killing people, but they have a big smile on their face, so the censors mm. are happy. Um, yeah, and like seeing Bruce with that is terrifying and Bruce has like the just enough strength left in him to say like look under the table there's like look on the floor under the table and he, Terry finds the cure and and he gets it into him and then like he's just he just collapses and like it's old man Bruce so he's like he's not strong enough to like fight it off by himself he just needs time so he like yeah and Do, like, Terry's that- pissed he, Terry is, is livid, like, and th- I feel like a thirty-year-old Batman probably would have like gotten the serum and then struggled through and been all right and gone out fighting. But like, mm. I like that the older Bruce, like, because Terry rings uh, Barbara Gordon, and it's like I don't, Straight I didn't away. know who else to call. 
Um, and she's like, look, the toxin did its job, but he has to fight off the rest of it himself. Like, he's, Yeah, and, and, and there's also a great scene where he goes, I gotta go check on the other patient. And he comes down and oh. it's Ace is watching TV. <laughs> yeah, Ace is watching like Looney Tunes. <laughs> <laughs> and Ace just looks up at him and he goes yeah me, I had a rough night too kid <laughs> and you start to rub on the dog's head and you're like oh that's good boy pets Yo. oh Ace you've, you've been through so much like legitimately he's been through so much um, also can I just say the ha 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 is spray painted all over the back cave it's really creepy also ha 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 is what was written in Terry McGuinness's house when he when he found his dad dead oh shit when he came back home to find his dad dead there was ha 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 written all over the wall so it's basically a mirror image of his father figure dying oh well that's again that's entirely twisted Connor thanks, so, thanks for mentioning that so he came he came back in basically on a mirror scene of what happened when his dad died and he sees like his new mentor also nearly dead a father like, figure if you will if you will so it's extra fucked um, then what happens next is this is why I think this might be one of the best sequences it's it's probably my I don't know if it's my favourite I don't know if favourite's the right word I think it's the strongest animated sequence they've ever what, done what about that DC. one scene they added to the killing joke <laughs> no no <laughs> you know the scene no. <laughs> no not when Barbara and Bruce have sex no what I'm thinking is this might be, I just, I'm trying to think of a, t- a scene that's stronger like Phantasm has some fucking I think Phantasm top the bottom is just like a 10 out of 10 all the way oh, see, but, but this but, is so good but the line of I can't I, I never counted on being happy how is that oh not, yeah that's like yeah no yeah this and is, in the my god oh, that's the my god moment where you had all it that's fantastic but that, this is also but that's fantastic. a scene that's a scene that's not a sequence this is my get out okay. Like, okay I'll allow it I think this is like the strongest like five minute stretch though isn't it just in terms of how fucked it is it, oh yeah oh yeah sorry if we're if we're basing it on how fucked things are this is the worst thing that like that the Joker's ever done <laughs> the Joker's ever done yeah like, and I know Jason Todd and Barbara Gordon are looking at me right now as I say that, but this yeah. is entirely twisted. Like, I think this, well, this is the worst thing he's ever done in this medium by a long way, because he never yes. kills Jason Todd in this medium. And he also never paralyzes Barbara. So seeing this in a kid's movie is yeah. outrageous that they got away with this. And I will say this, this fucking sequence scarred me when I was younger watching this because I love Tim Drake yeah and I love that Robin and I remember being horrified about what happened um, if you haven't seen it uh, we open on it goes back to the old like animated style Batman the animated series because Barbara's like Terry's basically like you need to tell me what's going on you need to tell me the whole story why are we all so scared of this guy like can we not stop him and Barbara's like okay do you remember Tim Drake and he's like, yeah, yeah. obviously the, the next Robin after Dick Grayson. He's like, okay, well, Dick Grayson was gone to Bloodhaven as Nightwing. Tim Drake was our Robin. Tim was on patrol one night and he gets stopped. He hears a woman in distress, swings down. He fights off the two goons. He gets hit with a mallet. The woman is actually Harley Quinn dressed up. They kidnapped yeah. him. And then he goes missing for three weeks three weeks and the next montage is literally like Barbara talk it's so good because she's just like we searched everywhere for three weeks 
basically Batman's son has gone missing for trees. Yeah. He went out on patrol and he just never came back. And they're like hunting down every lead, beating up every goon. You're like, where is the Joker? Do you know anything? No, they don't even know Joker did it at this point. They're just like, have you seen Tim? Where is Tim? Yeah, they pull What's in going like on? any contact they have. Like they are asking criminals, like where is yeah. he? We just want to know where he is. And and at that point, it's not even mad. They're just desperate at this stage. That they're just like, we just want them back. Just but like, the way like. Batman in this sequence is on a warpath, though. Like, yeah, because well, yeah, he he does the thing of, and I love when they animate him like this when it's just like the cape black. silhouette. It's just black, and he's just this towering fucking like figure in every scene. Somebody has taken his son, yeah. away from him, and he's just like it was a criminal. Which one of you motherfuckers stole him? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to break all of your bones until you give him back. Um, and so, like, they go through one by one. Three weeks later, they get a message on a rooftop. And it's a jack-in-the-box with a, with a Arkham Asylum straight jacket on it. And they're just yeah. like, it's fucking Arkham. So they drive to Arkham. And what proceeds is... So he crashes through the gates of Arkham. Oh yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, he doesn't give a fuck. And Arkham at this stage is closed down, and um, Barbara has a great like. It's like a basically an open wound still in the city. Just the remains are just there, like it's abandoned. And Bruce walks in, and he's he's all fucking. He's like ready to kill someone, and he walks through the door, and I just so good. So so he walks in. Harley is singing. First of all. And Joker's watching TV with his feet up on a chair. Yeah, they're playing and, like a happy families kind of scenario. And Batman walks in and he's ready to kill someone. And Harley's like, honey, we have company. And Joker comes there and he's like, hello, what, what, what's your issue? What, we should entertain our guest. How are you doing? And he, Batman's like, where's Robin? And they're like, weep. I've never heard of a Robin. Do you know a Robin? I I don't. I've never heard of a Robin. Um, And then Joker's. Oh, you must be thinking of little Joker, little J. 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 They call him J. 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 Joker Junior. He must be talking about that. He looks at Harley like, oh, he must be talking about J. J. And Harley's like, oh yeah, he is. Um, And they're just so calm, so evil. At this yeah. point, they that don't you're just think, like... Like, they haven't given a second thought to what they've done. They're and it's like, at this point, like, they're, they're psychologically just fucked. And Batman's like, where is he? And oh, JJ's behind that curtain, if you want to go talk to JJ. And... Yeah, because what do they say? It's like, the, Joker is even like, oh, we Bats, we can't do this cat and mouse thing forever. Like, we are, we're both getting older. Yeah, we're both getting older and what we decided to do was we wanted to start a family. And I thought, and I think Harley Quinn goes, and instead of going through the joy of childbirth, and then Joker's like, yeah, Yeah. what we decided was you always had a load of kids hanging around, so you wouldn't miss them if we took one. Yeah, you always had a few spares or something like that, so they decided to adopt. (laughs) We decided to adopt. And so Batman pulls back the curtain and you have... A really fucking creepy scene where it's just a junior joker on a table, tied to the table. But, like, it's not even, like... Because Joker is clever. 
and he's like he, he, in a way he's charming like you will listen to him speak but like what they've done to Tim Drake he's just laughing like yeah. that's all he can do at this point and you're just like and you're going through with Batman you're like what the fuck did they do to the kid in three weeks to make him like this like yeah. as if, if this is an animated kid show you don't show what they did you just go, oh, they, they brainwashed him. Yeah, oh, yeah. You do. There, oh, no, yeah, they would put some out. helmet on him and he would become the Joker. Like, that's how they would do it. But we see and footage the, of it happening. No. And so that was like, trying to talk to Tim. Like, Tim, do you remember me? Like, it's me. And Tim is just laughing hysterically because he's not a Tim anymore. He's he's just like a brainwashed mini Joker. Yeah. Um, and Harley's like, don't be touching our child. Like, this is... Be nice, play nice. Uh, Batman wants to kill them. Um, and then Barbara swings in and her and Harley start having a fight to the side. So Harley had turned around, played by Arlene Sorkin, who kills it as usual. And she's just like, honey bun, get my ba- get mama's bazooka. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he does. He like follows her orders because he thinks they're yeah. his parents at this point. And so they, you have to see where Barbara and her are just basically like punching the heads off each other. And at the same time, they leave that area and Batman and Joker have one of, I think this, yeah, I still think this is the most Jokery joke take Joker's ever done. Like, it's the best way to encapsulate what this character is at his absolute worst, but also his best in that he, he lowers Batman up to the stands and there's all chairs there. They're in like an operating theater and there's a fucking projector. And on the projector comes our family memories written in it. And Batman is made to watch Tim Drake and it shows Tim in his Robin outfit tied to the table, struggling so hard because he's only like 10. He's struggling so hard to get off the table. And Joker is just electrocuting him repeatedly every time over and over and over again, torturing this 10 year old boy. Yeah, like and he's loving it. Because he knows it's hurting Batman. There's a beautiful moment where like pans around Batman, and you just see like the rage, like yeah. And Joker becomes and also sorry. Go on. I was going to say in this scene, Joker becomes, I think, genuinely scared at one point. Because a Joker's, he's still laughing. Like he just yeah. thinks this is the funniest thing in the world that we're after converting Robin into a junior Joker, and he's just like, and you know, as much as the boy struggled, you'd be so proud of him. He struggled so much, but eventually, you know, the injections and the sleep deprivation and the ele- electricity, they started taking effect. And he just, it really, like Mark Habel just fucking killing it. It's just like, yeah. and all the secrets he told, he just wouldn't stop talking eventually. Um, isn't that right, Bruce? And, and he's like, like a kid on Christmas, once he opens his present, it was kind of ruined that not only were you not that scary, you're just a rich boy with lots of par- daddy issues. Lots of parents. And, no, that's the opposite. That's the opposite of what Bruce Wayne is. And he's like, we're really, like, you're just an innocent rich boy with daddy issues and mammy issues. That's all you are. And like, that's when it cuts to Bruce. And he's just like, you literally tortured my son. Yeah. Repeatedly, he, he like flies through the window and just knocks the projector over, and then they're like the fighting. animation. By the way, oh, when when he glorious. turns him around, yes, and he's like yes, and it's in the 
like the projector is shining their shadows onto the wall. I think that's the strongest animation, hand-drawn animation I've ever seen, or top five, anyway. Like, it's so fucking excellent. It's, like, so crisp. Yeah. That I think Warner Brothers, that you would use that in a montage of, like, this is our animation department. I would that's, use that as, like, this is what we can achieve. Yeah, as, like, a showreel, kind of, like, here's what we're, we are able to do. Um, mm. And, like, Joker still, like, he still thinks he's won because he still has... I was going to say Tim, but he still has JJ on site. Like he, he can't lose. Like he has ruined Batman's life. And no matter what happens here, yeah. Like he's ruined his life. And so him, Batman is just literally beating the shit out of this guy. Like he doesn't know what else to do. Like he's just, he yeah. just killed his own child. And we actually see blood as well, which is a big oh, thing he, for a like, kid's. He's production. beating the shit, and Joker's just laughing continuously because he's like I've won this is the and, funniest thing in the world and Batman Bat- see this is the thing because Batman threatens like I'm going to break you in half and Joker's like no you're not yeah you would have done that long ago if you were if you had the capability to and then Joker takes out a knife and stabs Batman in the leg yeah. like this is meant to be a kids movie like he slices him across the chest and then stabs him in the knee and Batman collapses um, and then Joker throws little JJ a gun and he's like Shoot, shoot Batman there shoot for your dad. Shoot yeah. Batman. And it's just horrifying because you have like Tim Drake, whose mind is absolutely just warped. He's laughing, but he's also crying. Like yeah, the voice actor knows. is so. Like he's laughing, but he's. he's it's like. Um, it's like Inside Out. No, not Inside Out. Um, what's the word? Jordan Peele. Um, oh, uh, Get Out? Get out! Yes. It's like he's in the he's he's inside his own body, but he can't do anything. Yeah, he's just watching everything that's happening, and he has no yeah. control over it at that point. And and so he's like raises the gun, and it, it's the same bang gun we see earlier on, and he fires it, but he hits Joker and he kills Joker, like fires it straight through his chest. Joker has the great line as well of, "Oh, that's not very funny." That's his last line ever. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's not funny um and so he gets shot and immediately tim just collapses and just in a heap um and barbara comes back and that's also a really harley fell to her death oh yeah and harley's dead well harley's they never found harley's body yeah um and so barbara comes back and she's just hugging him and she's like tim it's okay it's okay we're gonna get you back to normal it's gonna be okay you're safe now you're safe and he's just in plunge of tears batman's just stabbed in the knee and yeah. he just doesn't even he's know what's going around. on he's this is the only time i think we ever see this version of batman just like he doesn't know what to do like he, there's nothing you can do no yeah he like i think barbara said back in the present day barbara's like we got him to like a psychiatrist friend of mine and it took him a few years but he eventually sort like he he sorted his head out he has a normal life now yeah and he's like he's got he's got a family he's got kids he, he actually turned out okay but it took several years of serious therapy to try and get him past that being tortured for all those weeks yeah. non-stop um understandable i would say it's just from start to finish I think it's just so fucking strong just that even that five minute spell mm. if you don't even watch the rest of the movie just watch that I just be like this is the most fucked thing I've ever seen they could have put that out as a trailer and like people would have watched this movie it's it's um, so excellent it, it, if this the, movie doesn't have that scene I think it loses like three points 
Oh, absolutely. Like one to ten. But yeah, because you have no context for anything. It's just, oh, he used to be Robin and now he's Joker. Um, yeah. And like after this finishes, there is half an hour left in the movie. And there is like, it is a, the pace never stops after this. Because okay. now Terry's up to date and he knows, and we know what this guy is after doing. Um, yeah. And we I see, actually take this. Sorry, oh. I was going to say, we see him do detective work uh, after this. So he goes to visit Tim first. He's like, I'm going to go visit Tim to see what's going on. And Tim is, he's in his like um, camouflage version. And he's like, Tim's just like, uh, he's just working. I think he's uh, an, uh, an he's engineer. A, he's an electrical, uh, like network engineer kind of a thing. And so he, he's at, on top of this one, this big structure doing electrics on it. And he's just like, you could just make yourself visible. I heard you coming from like a mile away. Yeah. And it's just clearly like he's got that Robin train and still in there. Yeah, it never um, leaves. Like it's just, that's just, that's instinct now to Tim. And, he, and he's, he tells Terry, he's like, I hate, I hate the suit. I hate everything to do with superheroes, but I got past it. And it was a horrible thing, but like, I don't want to do anything bad. I just, I just want to forget that whole part of my life. I see Joker coming back and it terrified me just as much as it did to everybody else. And Terry's like, okay, fair enough. Yeah. And none of that is a lie. Like, that is all true. At the, Like, he doesn't know what's about to happen to him. <laughs> um, and then the next scene is the boat scene, where they go to Powers on yes. the boat. Now, on, I will say, on first viewing, back oh, when yeah. I was like 15, I thought that dude was Joker. Oh, that, I mean, it's locked in. You're supposed to think that, right? I think he's voiced by Mark Hamill. Ah, here. Okay. Yeah, I think I think they did that to fuck with everyone. I think Mark Hamill put on a voice because he's got the slick back hair. He has a vendetta against Bruce Wayne. Like it, it all adds up. Yeah, he works with Wayne Enterprises, and he's like, if if Bruce Wayne comes back and becomes CEO again, he loses his power. And like in every yeah. newspaper interview or on the news, he's always a bit slimy. And so you're meant to be like something about that guy we don't like, huh? Um, and you see on the boat that the Jokers all show up and you're like, oh, he's working with them. And then it turns out that they're going to turn up to kill him because yeah. they're like, you're a loose end. You know we're working against Bruce Wayne. Because so. he, he gave them codes to get into Wayne Tech and get a load of stuff. Um, that's to why embarrass they, Bruce. Yes. And so they're, like you said, they're tying up loose ends so that the Joker can just operate freely now. He's not tied to anyone. And Terry turns up and he like obviously sees all this um, and at the same time a laser is armed in space. Yeah, starts, space laser. It's a space laser and the laser fires down and hits the boat and blows it up and they like handcuff him to a fucking table on the boat and they're going to blow him up and oh, it's only Terry saves him and you have a great scene of like Terry trying to outrun the tidal wave that's coming yeah um, with just his wigs and his little rockets in his boots <laughs> and he just hands them over like straight over to the police then he's like yeah and this guy this this man committed crimes officers did, did you see the guy saluting him <laughs> yeah <you> <laughs> that's a nice touch <laughs> <laughs> the guys don't know what to do they're like fucking hell um, but yeah that, that's like that's our first introduction of the space laser and I will admit it's probably the weakest part of the whole movie it's uh, a bit of a yeah, it's a bit of a contrivance, but also it was like, what, 2000? Space lasers were in at the time. Goldeneye um, had just come out. It's true. Um, and so um, Terry's back in the, the cave and it's like, it's a really humanizing scene because he's talking to Ace mm-hmm. and he's just like, 
the real Batman would have found one little clue that everybody else missed and he would have had this solved and gone to lunch but, and I'm still sitting here trying to figure out why the fuck a dead man is back to life and is the joke and he can't figure it out and he's like it's a really nice scene because you're like he's just tried his best he's not as smart as Bruce but he has the heart yeah he got the spirit uh, like and he's it's also some nice foreshadowing but um, Bruce then comes down and it's like it's it's never that easy like that's not the way it works most of the time and yeah and Bruce is like we need to try and figure this out what's going on and he's like Terry's not or Tim's not involved so it's got to be someone else um, and then it cuts to Terry and he looks at the suits and this is when he's like um, uh, I'm not a Robin like I'm I'm never going to be a Robin. Like I'm I'm a Batman. This and yeah. what's the, what's and he looks over all the destroyed all the outfits because it has that really cool like all the, the like, silhouettes display case of all the suits, which I just think is a really cool touch. In every Batcave, should have all the display of all the suits. Oh yeah, like um, everyone who's ever been a part of the family should have a little like shrine to. Yeah, them. it's just so cool. It it adds like ten years of history without doing anything. Just also, having it there. The Batcave in this has the big penny as well. That that was something I wanted yes. known. Uh, I really like that. <laughs> That's true. It's in the Batman animated series universe, though. So it has to have all that stuff. Excellent. Um, I love it. So Terry looks at the suit. He's like, why is the Robin one the only one that he like ripped up and destroyed? Like all the other yeah. ones are just like kind of knocked over. Yeah, like he, he specifically took the time out to... Like and 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 I think he says as well. Like I spoke to Tim. Like he is the one who hates that Robin suit most as well. Yeah, because it reminds him of everything he went through. And so, even at this point, Bruce is like, "It's probably not Tim." Like Tim's not behind this, and Terry's like, "He he definitely is." Yeah. Somehow, I don't know how, but he is. Um, And so he goes back to Tim's work. Gone. So so he also says like Terry is like, "Let's look at a list of everything that they stole." And he puts it all together and is like, now what can we make from all of those components? And Bruce, and Bruce like, then uses his brain. Yeah. And he's like, oh, it's a, it's a satellite jammer and you need an electrical engineer to do it. And, and Terry's like, see? See? Because uh? like, they're working together at this point. It's like, yeah, that's exactly what would happen. And you're like, Terry, even though you're not as smart as him, like, you're still Batman. You'll still figure this out. And that's um, the thing is that and it's something that'll come up in a bigger way later. But Terry re- it starts to realise in this that like, no, he's a different kind of Batman than Bruce Wayne. Yeah, he, you're not Bruce Wayne. And yeah. that's not a weakness. Like, take that as a strength. Yeah, exactly. Like, you you can fight dirty at points as well. <laughs> and so he goes to visit Tim Drake and Tim is just a hologram. And you're like, oh shit. Yeah. And then all these, like, the place locks down in the room and it's like all these guns pop out. And it's like, shouldn't have turned up, should you? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, this was a trap. And you're like, Tim, you're behind us all the time. Which, as a Tim Drake lover, I'm quite sad that he's the villain of this movie. But I understand where they wanted to go with. But he, yeah, so but he's also do. the ultimate victim, I think. Like, Yes, true. He's, um, so... Terry then has to try to figure a way out of the room he gets out but you just use it like one of the guns to fire against the big gun he does the Incredibles version of the machine has to destroy itself kind of thing yeah, very clever um, 
very clever. And then uh, he's he's then back in the Batmobile, which, by the way, this Batmobile is just the animated series Batmobile turned upside down. Fuck and it just off. floats. Yeah, it's a true story. That's ridiculous. No, it's like a little bit of a, it an is, Easter egg. It's, it's great, but it's ridiculous. You have to acknowledge they that. They, they, yeah. they have the car upright and then they turn it upside down and made a float. That's so good. Uh, I also <laughs> do like the the interior of that Batmobile where it's just all red and black. Oh yeah, it looks cool. Yeah, it looks cool as hell. Um, yeah. yeah, so um, the, this is like... This is this is like the bit in the Michael Bay movie where people says he goes too far. Because yes. the space laser targets the Batmobile and Terry just continues driving through Gotham, destroying oh, just dro- everything. Destroying everything. Like, he's tr- he's still, like, trying to get away. And then Joker says his plan is to, um, hang on, use the space laser to destroy Gotham because it's Joker town. And that's why he wants to use the laser to destroy Gotham. Yeah, his motivation is a little weak, I will say. It's so good up until the end that it's like, what? why would he just want the laser? Like, Joker doesn't give a shit about, like, a laser or, like, science. Yeah, like, I thought it would be, like, one, you would have maybe, like, the revenge against Bruce Wayne, stealing Wayne tech. And then I thought maybe, like, destroy the new Arkham. Or something like that, like, or yeah, I mean, he could destroy the new Arkham. He could destroy the, I mean, the the Wayne Manor. He could destroy mm. any series of buildings. I mean, I actually, I kind of like the new Arkham. That's pretty good. Um, he he could destroy multiple things that like are a hope to him. But his idea is just to destroy Gotham for no reason. Yeah, like I I, I feel it would even if he was like I'm gonna. Cut Gotham out of the world and I'll rule Gotham. Like, that kind of shit. That, I think, would be better than just, I'm going to blow up this so everyone knows it's mine. Which doesn't make any sense, but I enjoy the idea that that where he's going to blow up is a smiley face. That's just funny. Yeah, Um, I like that. I like that a lot. So Terry gets away from the laser in the car and he also brings Ace, the Bathound, with him. To the to the fight because when he shows up at the I think it's the Jolly the Jolly Sweet Shop the Jolly factory it's, a, where, it's an abandoned candy factory that the Joker where the Joker's hiding out of course he is yeah um, and Terry shows up and the spliced dog that's in the Joker's goes to attack him and Ace just jumps on him and just starts ripping up yeah. the threads he's like good bad dog. <laughs> Because Terry has been having issues with that dude since the start of the movie. So <laughs> clearly like, he was like... It's a character arc. It's a character arc. And so I like the idea that Terry was just like, okay, well, I'm not going to beat him. What if I just... What if I just let Ace attack him? That'll probably work. Like, I can't fight a dog and five humans at the same time. Like, he's vicious. So I'm going to bring my own good bad dog. Um, he's a very good bad dog. Him. Um, and so the ace is absolutely ripping to shreds uh, the spliced animal the spliced dog and you have Terry then proceeds to take out all the jokers one by one in the factory Um, and he he gets inside and basically Tim Drake is lying on the floor knocked out and you're like oh maybe he isn't joker maybe he was like forced into it Um, yeah maybe he was kidnapped like he was kidnapped before but mm. we and guess. he also says, T- Tim Drake, no, sorry, but first of all, though, Tim Drake says, oh, I've no idea what's going on. 
I, I don't want anything to do with this. And yeah. Bruce is on the comms and Bruce says he's not lying. Yeah, his, his heart rate hasn't changed. His blood pressure is fine. Like he is telling the truth. Like he doesn't know what's going on here. Um, and he's very confused. And so Terry's like, now I'm even more confused. Like what is happening? Who's behind all that, this? And it's at this point that we get, oh shit, Sean, it's a chip. In the back of the neck. Chip in the back of the neck. It's a classic chip in the back. Also, chip shaped like a smiley face, uh, has to be said. Very good, yes. Uh, What are your thoughts on the chip? Honestly, I think it's it's dumb, but I really like it. Uh, It's comic book stupidity. It's comic book stupidity that he's just had this chip in the back of his neck all these years. Um, Joker's consciousness, the original Joker's consciousness being uploaded to the chip and slowly and slowly taking over... Uh, his body and just having more and more yeah. control over it the transition when it's uh, Tim Drake laughing and then it morphs into the Joker that's really nice that's a horrifying yeah, it, moment it's a really horrifying mo- but look I think it's one of those where you're either in or you're not yeah. because it's so dumb but it's also like explained like, oh, he was slowly integrating over seven, 40 years and only now am I strong enough to kind of come out whenever I want. Um, it's it's very, it's very thin on the ground in terms of plot. Yeah, I feel like... You just kind of go with it. Yeah, I feel like maybe over the course of, had this been a few episodes of the animated series, there would have been more of that stuff teased or like uh, little bits of information dropped. It's kind of all hits you at once on the the in 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 the runtime of the movie because it's just like you get all this backstory and all this setup, and then it's just a microchip in his head. And we also get like a massive monologue from Mark Hamill playing Joker here that he just kind of like goes full on like dickhead Joker like this is proper animated series yeah in terms of like he's just gloating he's laughing hysterically at all the awful things he's gonna do to everyone he's like I'm gonna blow up all I got him it's gonna be fucking hilarious um, also, and also uh, like sorry on the on the map of things that he's going to blow up one of them is Wayne Manor the other one says mom's house <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Terry's mom's house is it Terry's or is it Joker's yeah, mom's he, house no, okay. no it's, it's, it's Terry's because he shows Terry his mother and his brother ah yes, yes like, I'm yes, going to yeah, blow yeah, them yeah. up as well they're all going to die um, yeah he's been an absolute shithouse the whole you ha- sequence and Bruce is in Terry's ear constantly like don't listen to him don't let him get to you do not yeah. let him get to you don't let him get into your head just keep plowing on and so Terry eventually um, he gets up and he's like are you gonna are we gonna fight like let's 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 fight this out finally and joker's like like you are nothing like you're not even bad bad like you're bad fake is what you are yeah um, so so terry ju- leaps over to the door and he closes the door and then he just rips off the handle in a really cool moment like okay now we're both trapped in here yeah you're locked you in here fight with me, me. <laughs> yeah you gotta you gotta fight me and ace um, ace is also here <laughs> Oh, did he? Ace attacks Joker, and Joker once again just takes Ace out, which once again bastard. Yeah, because he's got his like lethal joy buzzer thing on his hand, and he like slams yes. Ace with it, and it's awful. And and you hear the whimpering again, and you're just like Terry, fuck that lad up, murder, <laughs> absolutely Tim. destroy him, just kill Tim Drake at this point, honestly. <laughs> again, kill him this time proper. Finish the job. <laughs> 
Um, and so Bruce once again is just like just keep ploughing forward because Joker is constantly just like talking shit like yeah. shit talking I'm completely like you don't know what you're doing you're just a kid you're just yeah. you're not even Batman yeah just ignore him Joker likes to talk and then Terry has the great line of wait I like to talk yeah and this I think this is one of the best Terry McGinnis scenes ever just in terms of like it's the moment where he becomes Terry McGinnis Batman yeah. and not like rip off Batman because Joker's monologue and talking shit and Terry just as you said stops is like I can talk shit as well like why am I pretending to be Bruce Wayne and just like being stoic and trying to fight through it and yeah. so he just stops and he just starts chatting the Joker from like up in the he like leaps up into the ceiling and is like hiding in the shadows and it's yeah. just like so let me get this straight you put yourself in a chip because you're afraid to die in a kid and over 40 years you came back out and your grand plan is to blow up Gotham I mean think that's not really that great is it it's that, yeah and, and I mean, then it, it's this whole thing God. of like you always you do all of this because you want Batman to laugh but like he doesn't yeah. laugh at anything he's got no sense of humour <laughs> Yeah, and he's like, you don't, he never laughs. And I mean, what is this with like the joy buzzers? And I mean, the water cats. Have a bit, like, drop your pads, make a funny face, do something. You're not even a comedian, are you? Like, you're, you're not, not even, even funny. funny. <laughs> like, you're not even funny. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. And Joker's just bull take pissed off. They're like, yeah. this is the first time he's ever been questioned by Batman. Like, but Bruce Wayne would never like do this but Terry's like so what's he gonna do like he's an old man who thinks he's funny like you're not even yeah, did you ever actually get a laugh out of anyone yeah. and it's then, a, it is a very Spider-Man move as well I will and then, say and the best bit is at the end where he's just like you make me laugh but mostly because you're sad mostly because I laugh because yeah. like it's kind of sad I feel bad for you yeah I feel and you just hear Terry laughing up up in like um, in the rooftops and Joker's like shut up shut up shut your mouth you kid you don't know anything like getting more and more pissed off um, and then he starts throwing grenades around the place because Terry's pissed him off so much um, and so Terry gets blown out of the ceiling and he lands and this is when Joker comes over and he starts choking him and he's just like laugh now yeah and he Why has his laugh mask now? off and everything he's like why don't you laugh now if you think you're la- it's so funny go on bat fake laugh now and Terry just goes ha ha and he puts the he puts the electric what's the the joy buzzer the joy buzzer on, on the chip yeah and just essentially kills the joker because that's his yes. consciousness that he's just shorted out yeah and so he kills and when it shortens out it's a smiley face so that's pretty good, pretty uh, good. but uh, yeah, and so then he he basically just like fries the Joker out of Tim Drake, and Tim Drake's the only person left. Then it's just it goes back to him, and he's like, "What the fuck just happened?" And Terry's yeah. like, "You don't want to know." <laughs> a lot went on. I will be honest. Um, and there's a, the the satellite like retreats from the Earth, which is <laughs> yeah. Um, but it blows up the building first. Terry has to get them all out. So he's like carrying Tim Drake over one shoulder and an ace underneath his other arm and he's like dragging the two of them out to get back to the to the Batmobile. Yeah, and just to, to get home and get safe. And then we have after this it's kinda of like the epilogue of wrapping up all of the loose character ends that there are. And remember, one hour thirteen minutes yeah. is all this took and to that, get through all of that. And like I know we're we're saying it's like the weakest part. Like the laser stuff is fine. 
But it's it's a miracle that any of this works, given the runtime yeah. of the movie. And so they they get back, and it's just like a nice wrap up, as you said. Like you have Tim Drake in hospital, and Barbara comes to visit him, which is very nice. And then mm. you have the moment where Terry's there, and he's like, "Oh, we met the other night," and he's like, "Oh, okay." Um, and then he's like, "He couldn't have picked a better guy to take yeah. over the suit." He like gives um, his blessing, and and Terry's like, "That means a lot coming from you." Um, and so then when he's walking out of the hospital room, uh, he turns around and Bruce is there, like old man Bruce. And he, yeah. he's like, what are you doing here? I, well, I had to come here. Like, it's even like though me and Tim are... Th- yeah, you know. they're, they're on bad enough terms. But like Bruce is like, I think it's um, I, this is where I'm supposed to be. And then he also says, you said something to me the other night that was like, Batman makes you who you are. But it's it's not that. It's, it's the other way around. Like you make Batman. Yeah. by being you only Terry um, could have defeated the Joker in that moment like Bruce wouldn't have Bruce would have Bruce wouldn't have won that fight no no Bruce would have happily and I think he would like Bruce would have died like rather than because he would see it as Tim as well like he yeah, wouldn't exactly. risk Tim at this point and and so you have and then Bruce it's a really nice moment where Bruce walks in and he's like hello Tim and then you have Tim just go hi old man yeah. and it's like a really nice wrap up to like oh they're making up finally after 40 years yeah um, and the last scene is just Terry standing over Gotham and it just looks really fucking epic and the music kicks in like that score that Batman Beyond score is so fucking good and um, the music in this by the way fucking excellent oh yeah uh, we I didn't really touch on it but it's, it's Chris- phenomenal Christopher Carter is the person behind the music and it's just absolutely unreal like so perfect and also so unique like it's not just Batman the animated series redone it's it's bra- it's an its own thing but it's completely this series yeah no it's like that whole like at the end of the movie it's Terry's Gotham that he's looking out over because he he yeah. is Batman now he's his own Batman and then the, the movie just finishes like he, the classic he leaps off the building and then it just it goes off and I, at, at the end of it I was just like yeah it's still as good as I remember it is it's yeah. just it's just a great it, if you got an hour and 13 minutes to spare and you like Batman <laughs> throw it on throw it on it's a, it's, a, it's a great experience also it's revealed Harley Quinn survived and she's Dee Dee's grandmother yeah she goes to fix them to save them they're like oh Nana Harley Nana Harley she's like oh okay yeah she's of course she wasn't dead uh, she just retired um, but uh, like I like this about as much as I like Mask of the Phantasm as like an entertaining Batman animation but I think Mask of the Phantasm might be the better Batman story yeah I think I think Mask of the Phantasm is the best Batman story ever um, right, I think big claim. This, I think it is though. In terms of just like, I mean, it has the. I didn't think I'd be happy. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, it's I don't know good. what medium. I don't know what kind of other Batman you're looking at. But if it doesn't have that scene where he's crying at his parents' grave because he's happy and he never expected to be happy, <laughs> um, but yeah, I just I love this movie. I think it has. It's way better than it has any right to be. Um, it it should just be a Batman Beyond direct a dvd film that's middle of the road but they went way above and beyond and made it like a wrap-up to the animated series and a wrap-up to terry's story and everybody gets an arc and it all makes perfect sense yeah they did not have to go that hard on this uh but they no. did um 
like I, I, I think the third act is probably the weakest part in a lot of ways just because of yeah. the, the 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 MacGuffin, for want of a better word, that the Joker is after and the reason he's after it. But it's a movie about the characters, I think, like the characters of Batman and Tim Drake and Barbara Gordon and Terry McGuinness. Like, that's why you watch this movie, I think. Yeah, I, I would say Act 1 and 2 are so strong that, like, Act 3 is kind of it's very generic sorry yeah. that you kind of like forgive it and so yeah I, th- I think I probably it, it, Mask of the Phantasm is definitely a better movie but I don't think there's like that whole middle act two is so strong that it's like anything that, that will go up against anything in Mask of the Phantasm that that, 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 that scene individual, alone is like, yeah that like five minute sequence is enough for you like if the movie yeah, was like just that, that you'd be happy it's just so strong, like, just in terms of what what the movie is or what the movie is doing. That you're just like, they, this is, like, way too much for a kid's PG film. Why did they show him killing all those people? Yeah, they definitely pushed the line of what you can do in a kid's movie on this one. Um, but, yeah, I mean, what would you like to give this out a Weetabix shot? Oh, God, I think I, th- I think I would give it probably three Weetabix with raspberries and... Oh. Some honey with a big glass of milk on the side. <laughs> I'm going to give it a bowl of Cocoa Pops oh. um, because it reminds me of my childhood. Ah, very good. It's quite good. Um, but but it's like, it's not full Cocoa Pops because it's not animated series Batman, but it's nearly there. It's like... Just it's like off-brand Coca Pops. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's 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 like rice chocos or something like that. Yeah, like, they're really good, but they're just not just not. They're like a one percent off, just one percent off. But it's it's fucking excellent. It, it really is. If yeah. you haven't seen this movie, go watch it and then go watch all of Batman Beyond because I think you'll really like it. It's really good. I definitely will, Connor. I promise. <laughs> Do you want to take us out, Sean? Yeah, thanks, also, everyone. Are you excited oh. for the Batman? Oh, very excited. I hope it's a tenth mm. as good as this movie is. And then some. It, bro, it won't be. I'm coming down strong. Man, <laughs> it, it certainly won't be 73 minutes. I can guarantee that. Uh, Absolutely. About three hours. Go yeah. on. Uh, but thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of Pelp. We're bringing back the word Pelp. I'm so happy. Um, if you look, if you have seen this movie, we would love to know your thoughts on it as well down in the comments. We'd also love your suggestions for other movies that we could review in the future um again just a massive thanks for continuing to support the show uh you don't like you, you guys don't know how much of a difference it makes to just have that um patreon just always rolling in the background always having that um regardless of you know uh world situations or episode numbers or anything like that so just thank you very very much we don't do all the social things if you do want to tell someone about the show of course you know you're allowed to tell one person per week so feel free to use that golden ticket whenever you want but I think that's about it Connor I think so so I've been Connor Lawler I've been Sean Liam and we shall see you all next week guys bye bye 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.